You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth down in the Steel City, Colin, we didn't get called in to play in preseason game number three, but everybody else did, and it was dumb before it, and it was dumb during it, and it's still dumb when we talk about it afterwards. What the frig was Mike Tomlin doing playing his starters for as long as he played his starters in that third preseason game? I don't know. You know, and it's so difficult to have a conversation with somebody who's hell-bent on machismo and testosterone and guys needing to get in there and they have to do it that way they got to get ready for the season and it's almost an impossible conversation to have because you can't talk any sense into them and it's also an impossible conversation to have when people are just for their ammunition use the outcome i.e well nobody you know tomlin said they're going to be okay and nobody nobody really got their knee hurt you could drive drunk and not hit anybody but you're still a criminal in my book right and that's you know i look at this situation i just i stop right here and i say i don't think that the potential positives which are Najee harris and tj watt and cam hayward and whomever, whoever you want, and Deontay Johnson, although I can live with him a little bit because his was early, but especially those three guys that I mentioned, the three former guys that I mentioned, I don't think that the potential positive outweighs the negative. If they make great plays in a preseason game, and that's, that's the height of potential positive, is it applicable to getting ready for a season that starts in 10 days, 14 days? No, I mean, how many times have we had the conversation, the Steelers coming off a bye, are they rested or are they rusty? And there's enough people that say rusty, and there's been enough performances to make you think rusty, that regardless of what just happened in this preseason game, you're then going 14 days, and won't the rust just grow back? That's the way I see it. The other thing is, TJ Watt just won the Defensive Player of the Year award, And he blew off all preseason. He had 22 and a half sacks. Clearly the rest did him some good. What's the argument for that guy to be playing, let alone after he gets cut blocked to be put back in the game, let alone then to play into the second quarter. Now I heard some people say 
He missed a lot of time due to injury last year. Perhaps it's because his body didn't warm up. Well, perhaps he's just injury prone. Perhaps that's what it is. And if that's the case, I sure as hell ain't throwing him out there. Colin, I wouldn't have played Cam Hayward in the game. I wouldn't have played TJ Watt in the game. I wouldn't have played Najee Harris in the game. If they're rusty against Cincinnati, yes, it's a divisional opponent. It sucks. You're 0-1, and you're 0-1 in the division if you lose. That's a big deal. It's not as big of a deal as losing those guys, any of those guys for the season, because if you do, you ain't making the play. You know what nobody has brought up? And I think it's a brilliant point that everybody's missed that I was thinking about today. I was sitting on the chair. I was doing a little thinking today. You know, Buffalo, Buffalo has that uh, policy where they don't play their starters all that much in the preseason. The Steelers beat the hell out of them to start last year. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Do I have that wrong? Mm-hmm. No, you do not. And But there was no panic. There was no, oh, my gosh, we're not ready because we didn't play in the preseason. Oh, my gosh. And I will – grant you that not playing in the preseason very well may have lent itself to Buffalo not being at optimal level for week one. Absolutely. But I think that they figured out that it was a sprint, especially with 17 games. They were 14 seconds away from the Super Bowl. Who was there at the end? Yep. You know, is there a direct correlation? I don't know, but you don't, don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) I am listen, it makes enough sense for me to steal that argument and probably use it on Andrew Filipponi tomorrow if this should come up. I think it's a really smart point that you're making, Colin. And regardless of whether or not there's a correlation, causation, correlation, what have you, it still makes sense to me that you can give up in the early season some wins, maybe a win, maybe two wins, and you can figure it out. What you can't do is ever get TJ Watt back if he blows out his knee. And this team is so close to the margin on being a playoff team as it is. You take away your best player, you're not going to replace him. It's like the people that have the same expectation for the Penguins if Evgeny Malkin's not going to be on the ice. If you pick the Penguins to win the series in seven, and now you don't have him, guess what? You shouldn't think they're going to win the series now. So well, plus it it's proven. Wrong. It's proven to track out. The Steelers' record without TJ Watt is not good. It wasn't good last year, and I can't even – so I wouldn't have played him in the game, Colin, but like, if I watch my friend try to run across a highway and he gets hit by a car and then my other friend does it, I'm not going to do it then. And that's a terrible analogy. I'm 0 for 2. But Mike Tomlin saw Deontay Johnson get hurt. He saw TJ Watt get hurt. And then he put TJ back in, and he kept Cam Hayward out there, and KZ's wrist popped off. And and, and the running back out there. And Najee Harris kept getting the rock. And Najee Harris is leaping over, guys, because he only has one speed. And I don't blame Najee for that. I blame the coach for putting him in that position. Yeah, I can't find any justification for it. It just it seems dumb. And again, it's a 17-game season. The Certainly there's urgency. It's, but – you know what there's urgency for when you don't have one of those players or they're not at optimal health and you're playing AFC North road action right out of the gate against Cincinnati. Uh, I just, I can't get on board with the thought process. I can't understand any of it. And I'll buy from you. If you want to sell me as Mike Tomlin or the staff or whomever, I'll buy a series or two. Uh, that's okay. But I remember looking down and there was one minute and 32 seconds on the clock in the first half. And Cam Hayward was still in. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, there's no justification for that to be. And I, okay, so it's it's a pretty simple it's a pretty simple thought process. If I'm Mike Tomlin, yeah, you believe in the sparring thing where you need your guys to play so that they're ready to get punched in the face because that's what boxers do. But what's the best thing that can happen? You're ready to go and you you hit the ground running. Your feet are going week right. one. The worst case scenario is your season is ruined. And Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, as good of a coach as he is, and he is, and it's inarguable. Sometimes he doesn't see the forest through the trees, man. Like with, with running back, running dudes till the wheels come off. He doesn't understand you have to live sometimes to fight for the next game. Like LeGarrette Blunt, not giving LeGarrette Blunt the football. That guy would have helped you later on in the season, even though he was a dick, whenever Le'Veon Bell got hurt. And you might beat the Ravens in that playoff game, but you had pride and you wanted to send a message, so you got rid of the guy. I just think Mike Tomlin sometimes has problems seeing the forest through the trees, and that's another example right there. Well, I'll tell you why. is I don't think in his tenure, and this is a really interesting, a bigger, deeper conversation. This is one of those around to have a beer and talk for an hour about it. Has he ever had that lockstep lieutenant that talks him in or out of decisions? It feels as if like that longtime assistant that all sort of successful head coaches have. Like I, that weird guy who wears a hood that is Bill Belichick's buddy who right. sits in the basement. Not even that, but just somebody that you always associate with him as his lieutenant or mm-hmm. his guy or his second guy. It feels like Josh McDaniels. Where's his Josh McDaniels? Yeah, it feels like Mike Tomlin has always sort of kept those people at arm's length. And I mean, hey, maybe Flores will be that for him. Maybe I don't know, but I can't think of. Was Keith Butler that, or was Keith Butler? Keith Butler was a yes man. Right. Right. Dick LeBeau was probably that, but it became time for him not to be that. Does Mike Tomlin ever have that guy? He goes and he gets in the headset. He goes, hey, hey, what do you think here? I I don't know if he has that guy. No, I don't think so. I mean, it might have been it might have been Dick LeBeau for a while, and then Mike Tomlin graduated because he wanted his own fingerprints to be on the defense. I don't think that there is a guy. I, I really don't. John Mitchell is a, a great assistant, and I think that he's now associate head coach they're buds I'm sure. And he's a hell of a defensive line coach, but Mike Tomlin's probably not running things by him. And it has to be somewhat by design too, Colin. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin needs to be in control of everything all the time, but we talked about this the other day. He doesn't hire the hotshot coaches. He hires guys who have respect in the league who've been around for a while and he keeps them or former players. Um, and a lot of the time, former Steelers. You don't see the hot shot young dude coming through here, which is also another problem because I'd like to see it. And I don't know what what goes into not wanting him to be part of a staff. I've outlined this as well. You know, Mike Tomlin, it's widely 
it reported because it's, well, it's just fact, how bad he was at challenges, okay? Mm-hmm. There is no area in this country that is saturated with retired officials like Western Pennsylvania. You can't spit without hitting three of them, whether they uh, officiated at the college level, the small college level, or the professional level. There are 99 different officials that live in the North Hills of Pittsburgh that officiated pretty big time college football or pro football. The fact that Mike Tomlin at some point didn't hire one of those men as a consultant and say, here's what you're going to do on Sundays. You're going to come, you're going to travel with us. You need to go to the games. And because other teams have done this quality control guys, Uh, you're going to be my guy. When something doesn't look right, we're just going to talk real quick. You're going to be that guy because that one instance, that one first down, that one catch, non-catch, that one challenge could change the scope of our whole season. Big time. I, I, I just – it was a no-brainer to me. You know, you, I just I, – it's, it's, very, it's very strange. Yeah, and the front office now is more geared toward Mike Tomlin being a decision-maker than it ever was before, too. So you don't have guys within his locker room that have the tenure or respect to be able to challenge him or for him even to want to go to, I would think, to help make decisions that would weigh heavily. And the front office, uh, there are guys in there that have that are long tenured, no question about it, Omar Khan, uh, Andy Weidel. These are guys that have been successful. But Mike Tomlin, I would imagine, in his mind, outranks them. So Mike Tomlin's accrued a ton of power. And this isn't a season, not to go totally off on a tangent, this isn't a season to me where Mike Tomlin, if the Steelers are 7-10, and 6-12, that's bad math, 6-11, and 11, this isn't a season that gets Mike Tomlin fired. I'm not even sure it's the season before the season that gets Mike Tomlin fired. Right. But you, you got to wonder, when, does thing, when do things start to change for him? Because the quarterback's gone now. And that was a guy he could, that was maybe not the guy that he could talk to for the respect factor, but that's a guy who was around for a while. You do wonder when the natural breaking point is for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, what needs to happen for them to get there. I agree. I agree. Speaking of breaking point, I think that's about it. For I us. knew, I knew I was rambling like and I that. knew, I knew it was all going to be over and I didn't want to get into a deep philosophical Mike Tomlin conversation, but Hey, no, tis Perfect. what it is. Yes. Sir. Hey, next <laughs> Next episode's coming out on Friday after I've had 8 million beers and approximately one and a half hours of sleep. So I can't wait for that one, Calm. What do you think? I think it'll probably be our best episode yet, considering those circumstances. Maybe I'll ramble less. I'm filibustering. The hell's wrong with me? We'll see you later on in the week, Friday, fourth down in the Steel City. Peace.